Hey there, ever thought about what makes your heart beat a little faster? Oh, you mean like when you discover a new track that just speaks to you? Yeah, or finding a movie that you can't stop thinking about? Well, get ready to feel that excitement all over again because Amazon Prime is here to take your entertainment and shopping experience to the next level. Absolutely. Prime isn't just about getting your packages quicker. It's about diving into a world of endless possibilities, from the latest releases to exclusive content you won't find anywhere else. And don't even get me started on the music. Prime offers concert specials that will transport you right to the front room. It's like being at the hottest gigs without leaving your living room. I use Prime to tap in with some of my favorite artists' live shows from any and every genre of music. Trust me, Prime is a game changer. It's like having a personalized superstore and entertainment hub right at your fingertips. So why wait? Head over to Amazon.com forward slash Prime and start experiencing entertainment like never before. And I'm appreciative of all the information and things that you guys share. So it is my pleasure to share dope conversations with you every single week. But I need your help. I need you to go into wherever you're listening to this podcast and rate the podcast five out of five stars. That's right. If you're not a hater, then go ahead into Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, or wherever else you're listening to this podcast. And go ahead and leave your girl a five out of five stars. Thanks so much. Have y'all checked out my Amazon storefront yet? Listen, whether you're searching for last-minute date night outfits, perfecting your 4C curls, or delving into mental health books or enhancing your nail game, I've got you covered. Y'all know here at the Dr. Shonda Podcast, we like to serve looks and books. So make sure that you guys click on my affiliate link for a hassle-free shopping experience that supports my creation efforts. Elevate your lifestyle and your mental health today. Hey, y'all, it's Dr. Shonda, and you're listening to Paging Dr. Shonda. Listen, I am your host, Dr. Shonda, licensed clinical psychologist by day, culture critic by night, and I'm excited to be here with y'all yet again. Uh, despite the little technical difficulties that we experienced at the beginning of the previous video, so I promise y'all this is the, you know, this, this is the, the version that you want to listen to because we're going to hop right into it. We're going to log out because it's late and uh, Beloved has to work in the morning. But again, welcome to the show. Welcome and thank you so much for tuning in. Y'all know this is a show where we facilitate conversations uh, in order to help you to experience a whole life, a meaningful whole life, whether that is physically, emotionally, psychologically, what have you. Um, simply because that's that's my goal. Like I love to help people to heal. I love to help people to walk in wholeness. But today... Uh, some of you have been asking me in terms of like, you know, where do I stand regarding everything that's happening with Revolt? Um, if you've been following me for any length of time, then you know that in April, I was um, signed to the Revolt Podcast Network. So we're going to be addressing that. Um, before we hop into that, though, let's do a few housekeeping things. So again, uh, welcome and make sure that you are subscribed to the YouTube channel. Subscribing is a free way that you can support the channel. You can also like the video. Uh, so that, again, helps with our analytics. So make sure that you like, make sure that you subscribe. In addition to that, if you are a fan of uh, my content, whether it's on Instagram, TikTok, uh, which is where I mainly am, uh, in addition to like, you know, podcast stuff, mental health stuff, like things that you want to, if you want to elevate your mental health and you want more of my content, you can go ahead and join the Patreon. So the Patreon, you'll be able to have access to uh, behind the scenes footage related to my interviews that I do and facilitate with people 
You'll also have access to additional mental health content. Um, I get a lot of DMs and questions from students who want to, who aspire to be a psychologist and want to figure out like, okay, how do I become a psychologist? So I figured I'll start hosting um, monthly meetings on that platform as well. So I actually decided to do like a $3 sign up for Black Friday and Cyber Monday or whatever, just to kind of like, you know, take us through the weekend of like signing up for Patreon. So you guys can sign up for the low, low price of $3 a month right now. Um, and I don't know how long that's going to last. But if you do sign up, you will have access to my next interview. Are y'all excited to see who I have next week, December the 6th? Because y'all, let me, let me just tell y'all like, okay, I was literally rattling my brain trying to figure out, okay, how am I going to launch this episode? What, how was my, um, what is my marketing plan? How am I going to like, Make sure that I have enough momentum, right? Because it's a big interview. I want to be able to have enough momentum behind in order to make sure that I am, uh, you know, getting the right traction, doing what I need to do to let allow as many people as I know to see the interview, especially with everything that's going on with, you know, the network or whatever. I, I just wasn't sure. And then I hop on Instagram at around seven o'clock and I'm like, oh, crap, like, you know, Amarion just posted our challenge that we did. So let me just show y'all because um, I was gagging. I, I get the, the gag I gugged when I saw it. So real quick, just going to pull this up. And I hope it doesn't slow my laptop down because y'all know I've been having trouble with my laptop. All right, so we're going to mute the music because I don't want my uh, video to be taken down. But yeah, so I was in the studio with Amarion, um, I want to say two weeks ago, and facilitated a really dope interview. He's a great person just to kind of converse with uh, because he's, he's very aware of like emotions. And uh, we talked about his book, The Art of Choosing Joy and how to choose joy when you you know, when you when you can choose so many other emotions, when you could choose anger, when you could choose, uh, you know, all these um, impactful negative emotions, you can choose joy. And so we kind of like had a good conversation about that. And at the end of the interview, there was like, oh, did you hear about the serious challenge? I'm like, no, what's that? So he teaches me the serious challenge. They record it and he posted it. So I thought that was a really dope way to introduce that. Uh, Marion will be joining us next week for the show on December the 6th. So make sure that you guys set a reminder for that. Make sure that you are tuned in and share it with as many as many people as possible. And again, if you want early access, if you want the behind the scenes footage, if you want the full extended version, you have to uh, join the Patreon in order to get that. Um, and the link is in the show notes. But yeah, y'all. And so let me, let me just... Uh, to my own horn a little bit, just a little toot toot. Um, Y'all know, so yes, I'm in a distribution deal with uh, the network, with Revolt Podcast, uh, but I still own 100% of my podcast. I still do a lot of the heavy lifting. So all of the like booking, uh, booking the talent, booking the studio, uh, producing, like all of that has been me. So like, I'm really proud of myself for allowing that to come together because my friends know how I was stressing the night before because I had to move the studio location and 
figure out because we were in New York. So I had to find a different studio, figure that out. So um, it was a lot, but I'm so happy that it came together. And yeah, y'all are going to be in for a treat once you hop into that interview. And again, that's going live on December the 6th. All right, y'all. So like I said before in the previous video, before, you know, the devil started getting into my internet or my uh, laptop or whatever, I was talking about this episode and how I wanted to go live today on YouTube, but the audio version will, of course, be available on the podcast. So you can listen to this tomorrow uh, when you guys normally listen to the pod. But today is going to be um, just simply hot off the press. And if you've been following my podcast for any length of time, hot off the press is basically a segment where I talk about topics in the news. So like things that happen in pop culture, things that might happen um, again, like things, posts that you might see in the shade room, right? Things that have like, it has a cultural buzz to it. Like we're talking about it. Therefore it has to be addressed on the podcast. And so today we're going to be talking about two very important things. One being the, um, one being the uh, everything that's going on with Didi Everbalt, and another being uh, what happened with King. Um, Paul, thank you so much for your comment. Paul said that's good. I appreciate you. Uh, so yeah, so we are going to hop into it. So like I said, in April, I was signed to Revolt Podcast Network. And I must say, ever since I um, was signed, signed on to the network, uh, everybody has been very pleasant. I met the CEO, uh, Detavio, who's really dope. Um, Aki, who's the head of programming for podcasts, he's dope. Uh, Devin, who's the coordinator for podcasting, he's dope. Like we've just had like a really, um, you know, positive experience with Revolt. And so the things that have transpired over the past two weeks, uh, it's been kind of like having a, a heavy cloud over our heads, or I can't speak for everybody, but I'll say for me particularly, right? Uh, because A, this was something that I found out or we talent found out in the media, just like everybody else. And B, like there wasn't really much, you know, much, much of anything that um, we knew, right? Um, and so like, because of that, you know, but again, like it was like a dark cloud looming over our heads, trying to figure this out. And, um, you know, I, I just wanted to kind of like review that for a second before I hop into answering some of the questions that I got and comments and DMs and things of that nature. So uh, I'm going to share my screen just to kind of go over another article. So Rolling Stone. Y'all, this laptop situation, go ahead and stretch your hand toward my uh laptop but it's cool because i'll be in the studio now um we back in the studio we're going to try and get that consistent and regular all right so if you went on a road trip and you didn't stop for a Big Mac or drop a crispy fry between the car seats or use your McDonald's bag as a placemat, then that wasn't a road trip. It was just a really long drive. Bada -ba -ba -ba. At participating McDonald's. Rolling Stone posted an article and says, Sean Diddy Combs steps down from Revolt TV amid sexual assault result, uh, sexual assault suit. So it's no secret by now that we know that Diddy has been um, having like a, a, um, a myriad of allegations following him for the past few weeks uh, in the public, like in the news where, you know, it was actually lawsuits or what have you. Um, so it says Sean Diddy Combs has temporarily stepped down as a chairman of Revolt 
the TV network, he co-founded amidst a wave of sexual allegations. Uh, Rolling Stone has confirmed no further details about the decision were given, such as who would take up Combs' role in the interim and we might and when he might return. And so I'm just going to re review the official report from Revolt. So Revolt actually made a statement and they put out again that um, Diddy has decided to temporarily step down. And give me one second, y'all. Y'all probably like, girl, if you don't hurry up. It's cool. Y'all haven't heard my voice in a week, so it's fine. Yeah, so Diddy steps down as a, as a chairperson of Revolt. Sean Combs has stepped down from his position as a chairman of Revolt. And the official statement from Revolt says, while Mr. Combs has previously had no operational or day-to-day -day role in the business, the decision helps to ensure the Revolt remains steadfastly focused on our mission to create meaningful content for the culture and amplify the voices of all Black people throughout the country and the African diaspora. Our focus has always been one that reflects our commitment to the collective journey of Revolt, one that is not driven by any individual, but the shared efforts and values of our entire team on behalf of advancing, elevating, and championing our culture, and that continues. And I must say, I'm appreciative of Revolt putting that message and statement out there, because when I um, joined Revolt, I didn't join for any person. I didn't join for... Uh, you know, to be attached to any specific name, but I, I liked what they stood for. I, I like, or I like what they currently stand for, right? They amplify black voices. They amplify black culture. And that was a part of the reason why I really wanted to be, um, why I, I saw interest in, I thought it would be a good uh, collaboration for the two of us. And because of that, you know, it, it really helps to, and, and I must say, um, like as a result of like the, you know, talent and other podcasters and people who we're just connected with, like there are a lot of us uh, talent wise and on the podcast network who we, we advocate for black people. We advocate for black women specifically. And that's why we sought out, um, you know, we, we saw benefit in joining a network such as a revolt. Right. So like, I can't, name too many other networks out there that specifically amplify black voices that specifically amplify the voices of black people and who have a special interest in amplifying the voices of black women because that what what, what was uh communicated to us when we initially started meeting with revolt like they want to amplify the voices of black women and this was back in last october right so this was almost a year ago like they had this mission of wanting to amplify black women and so that is why I wanted to join the network. And so because of everything that has been uh, transpiring over the Internet and, you know, all the lawsuits that have been happening in mainstream, like in real time, like y'all can understand, like, you know, joining a network with uh, hopes of being able to continue to amplify the voices of black women and also seeing these allegations that's going on with Diddy, who is the chairman who or the, the chairperson. Right. And so. Like you can understand the the cloud that was over my head or the cloud that was over our heads. And I will say um, Revolt has. So based on some of the things that have happened uh, this week, like I can say I feel heard by Revolt. I can say I feel seen by our CEO, Detavio. Shout out to him. I can say that, um, you know, he verbalized like, listen, I got y'all's back. Right. So like I like I, I believe that I believe wholeheartedly that revolt, the folks that revolt, like they're really still standing behind black women. Um, they're standing 10 toes down. And so one of the reasons why I felt the need to address this is because even if you go to my content on TikTok, social, uh, Instagram and other 
forms of social media, you're going to find up and down my timeline. I'm talking about black women. I'm talking about issues that impact black women. I'm talking about uh, mental health of black women. Like that's just my niche. And because I've been about that life, I'm going to stay about that life. And this situation is no different. That is why like I'm going to continue to amplify and believe black women and black voices. That is why I think that this was a good decision, right? This was a good decision that was made on behalf of um, whether it was Diddy or Revolt or, or however that came about. I believe that was a good decision because we're still um, talent who really believes in the mission. We believe in um, like, again, black women and amplifying the voices of black women. And again, I did not join the network for any individual. I joined the network for that mission. And so because there is uh, such strong allegations following Diddy, I do believe the best that this was the best situation, because if I can be transparent with y'all, y'all my family, right? Right. I can be transparent with y'all. I um I was praying about like, what do I do next? I was consulting with colleagues about what do I do next? Because I knew that I could not say that I am for black women and talk about all these issues related to black women in the black community and also continue to be associated with, um, you know, a network who the, the chairperson or whatever has like all of these, these daunting allegations. Like I knew like, I would have to kind of like, you know, figure out what I would have to do next. Right. I was praying. I didn't want to make any rash decisions. I didn't want to uh, say anything too quickly. I didn't want to, um, you know, just just move too quickly because like uh, whether it's business related or not, I'm always going to consult with God. But I do believe that I, I, you know, I'm grateful that I waited and was patient because it really did show that the people at Revolt, being the you know the Tabio the CEO, um, I believe is the, the chief brand officer or, or whoever. Like these individuals, like verbalize, like listen, we got y'all's back. So so I'm uh, here for it. And even uh, Spiritual World said that you know they're going to continue to run the run the network. Um, and also like keep in mind that of course like Diddy's face, he's the face of Revolt, but also like he didn't really have any day to day. Uh, roles like it, it wasn't like any operations there so I can see them still having like a smooth running network without uh, Diddy's hands in it and I do believe that again it is in the best interest of revolt talent and also guests future guests and anybody else who wants to be affiliated with the network to you know be able to thrive and create content without having these looming allegations over our head. And trying to figure out like, okay, what are people thinking about us being affiliated with this or whatever? So again, um, you know, this was a, a decision that was made. I found out with everybody else. But again, like this is something that I think uh, best supports the talent of Revolt. Um, so in addition to that, oh, that was another article I wanted to show yeah, but I'm not going to share it because my laptop is acting weird. But y'all, why does 50 Cent troll so much? Like he said he's going to buy Revolt. Like just throw him a couple dollars and he'll buy Revolt. Like why? I wish I had my soundboard because I would have did some sort of sound effect. But he, 50 just be trolling. But anyway, um, so yeah, as we continue to listen to like what's going on and read about what's going on in the news, we know that, you know, people are continuing to you know, dis, um, discontinue their relationship with Diddy, including brands like the um, 
I think it was Deleon or Diego or whatever. Jamil said 50 is a master troller. And that he is, Jamil. That he is. Um, but yeah, so like his his liquor company, um, Macy's pulled out of a collaboration with him, um, meaning that they're not going to sell Sean John. Uh, people are saying like who wears Sean John. I haven't seen anybody wear Sean John since 2005, but I can't talk because I wore FUBU when Forever 21 revamped that like a year ago. So I can't, if you wear Sean John or whatever, I ain't knocking it, but I'm just saying you might not be able to purchase it at Macy's in the future. So um, Macy's is pulling out and again, like stepping down from revolt. Um, it's, it's really about like people kind of continuing to prevent, protect the integrity of their brand um and we're not saying like it's true or untrue but y'all know you know i believe in protecting and believing black women um okay so in addition to that so now that we got that out the way and y'all can ask me any other questions that you have about that um people again like ask me where i stood i just talked about that people ask me how i'm doing so i'm doing i'll say i'm doing better i'm doing better uh, <laughs> don't be judging people and they're Sean John Jamil. Like, I, I don't know. Like I, if y'all want to rock Sean John, you know, the big puffer coats and the button downs with the jeans. Who needs an alarm in the morning when McDonald's has sausage, egg and cheese McGriddles and a breakfast cut off? Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Like if y'all want to do that, that's fine. And granted, they may have they may have rebranded, so it probably looks nice. So I I don't know. So I'm not listen. I don't have a dog in this fight. Y'all can wear y'all Sean John, but again, you might not be able to buy it at Macy's. Um. So yes. Yeah, so if y'all have any other questions related to that, related to uh, some of the experiences that I've had, um, related to my decision to continue to have this partnership with Revolt as a result of the support of our current leadership. Y'all can ask away. I'm an open book and I don't mind um, answering some of y'all's questions about that. But I do want to transition into talking a little bit about um, things that had transpired with T.I., Tiny and King. So I was going to do that in a separate video, but I decided, like, why not just make it a joint video, make it hot off the press where I talk about like various things that have been buzzing in hot topics or whatever. Um Okay, so I'm glad you're addressing this because the truth be told, you were one of the first people I thought about when the situation occurred. I appreciate that. And um, I, I I really do appreciate that because I, I did have people like reaching out and genuinely just showing love. Like, you know, I hope you're okay. I hope, you know, you're doing good or whatever uh, because of like everything that was going on. And if you notice, like I'm, well, I've been doing a lot of travel lately, so I haven't really had too much time to be on social media like I usually do. But I, I've been felt falling back just because like I wanted that time of like a way to silence the voices and to like really hear from God in terms of like the next move or whatever um, or what should be the next move. So I was, you know, I, I was getting questions, but like I and again, I appreciate everyone who expressed uh, concern, who wanted to know what was going on. I appreciate y'all for real. Um, okay, so as we transition, so I want to talk a little bit about this situation with King, T.I. Tiny, um, their family, uh, because there is some controversy going on. There's some controversy pertaining to King, what happened with T.I. They said they apparently got in a physical altercation and it, it was a result of like, you know, some some things that were said 
uh, it started with like playing, right? So like at, you guys know, like in families, especially black families, like we gonna join on each other. That's what they say in Maryland. You, you joining on me or whatever. Like you you gonna like talk about them or um you gonna rank on me. That's what we say in Delaware. Like you gonna rank on me. Like you're you're talking about me, whether it's about my clothes, shoes, or whatever. But we know it's all love. Like that's just how we express love. So I believe it was a situation like that where they started to kind of like they were just kind of picking fun, making fun, picking, um, joking or whatever, but then it turned into something serious. And then T.I. and um, T.I. and King actually got into an altercation. So I'm going to share this clip with y'all. So bear with me. And yeah, it's it's been a lot. It's been a lot in the media overall. Like if you have a show on YouTube or TV, that covers hot topics, like, I'm sure your channel been booming. Child, these ads, okay. Crossover that can seat up to five and will keep you on the move with DC fast charging that lets you go from 10 to 80% charge in just 18 minutes. Plus, the EV6 looks as remarkable but yeah, as um, the performance. Lots of different things that people have. And this is from Empress. So I like their channel when it comes to hot topics and stuff. I think it was around here where I wanted y'all to listen. That he was neglected by TI and Tiny. He also wants to dissociate himself from the idea that he was born privileged. But the truth of the matter is he was born a privileged child. His father, T.I., is a famous rapper who made millions of dollars in his career. Tiny also was a singer, started off in a singing group called Escape, collected checks from reality shows and from her songwriting. So both of his parents made their money and he definitely grew up privileged. And he's trying to act like he grew up in the struggle, but T.I. and Tiny had to check him and say, wait a minute now, you did not grow up hard like that. You didn't wake up hungry. You didn't wake up with roaches on your face. And the only reason why you went to your grandma's house is because she coddled you and lets you do whatever you want to do. That's basically what their whole argument was about. Have you ever woke up with a roach on your face? Period. No, that's not the goal. All right, then. Or in your ear. Or in your ear. In the neighborhood, you mean that broke up with Y'all want to go to the bando in Memo neighborhood? Do y'all want to go to the bando? Do y'all want to go to the bando? Do you want to come to the bando? You know how they say, you want to come to the bando? You wasn't born with a silver spoon? Like my son got me, born with a real Tiffany silver spoon. Yeah, look, look, that's the goal. That's what it called to be. Just like he was. He was born with a silver spoon. That's what I'm trying to say. He just wanted to, to make him to make to make to make him look better. He says he know not true. Silver spoon. I ain't never ate with that day a day in my life.
That's why I want to be over there. They don't understand that. No, I'm going to tell you the reason why he want to be over there. Y'all ready? Because he can suck and pacify over there. He was 12 years old. He was sucking and He was 12 years old. He is like a family dancer. They try to say I was over there trying to suck a passy, but they ain't going to tell you everything. They're trying to hide it. Ain't nobody hiding it. Cody. 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 Stop acting like you ain't have to come and check stuff over at the house. Stop acting like we ain't have to go check nothing in that neighborhood. Stop playing with me. Yeah, he capping. He capping. He know I stand on business. He know that. Can't no nigga ever pull my car ever in life. I stand on business. You drop me somewhere, I stand on business. You drop me in your hood, I stand on business. Yeah. I've been stood on business. I've been stood on business. You want to hide it for the world, I'm going to put it out there for them to see. Nigga, I want to put up nowhere. You ain't had me put up nowhere. Like I ain't. You ain't had me behind the mansion. I was outside doing what I wanted to do. No, no, you was. Like, what? You was behind the you No, y'all trying to do a big one. Trying to do a big one. Niggas ain't got too much to drink. Niggas are drunk too much. Niggas drunk too much. Let's go. Niggas get mad because we say the South ain't the suburbs. Then he want to talk about some other shit. Like, just be a city, nigga. Just be a city. No, I'm being real, nigga. You lying. You lying. You up here flagging. This is where it starts to get. Y'all were able to make it through that. So I mean, basically, they chaos. were involved in the altercation at the Falcons game. So yeah, so they were involved in an altercation at the Falcons game. Um, and like I said, y'all saw it. Like it literally looked like family banter. Like y'all are just kind of like picking, making fun at, on one one another. Um, until the point where you saw King kind of like starting to escalate. And as a psychologist, y'all, because y'all know I'm a psychologist by day, culture critic by night. Um, there were so many kind of like red flags that I noticed in the conversation, even prior to them getting into the physical altercation, right? So granted, physical, physical altercations with your child, we shouldn't be doing that anyway, right? So um, people have different beliefs pertaining to spanking. Everybody loves McDonald's fries. So, yes, you accused your mom of stealing some of your fries on the way home. Um, but the bag did feel a little light. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. 
Ken's whoopings or whatever, um, like a one and done situation, not leaving any marks or bruises or whatever. I get that. But also when it comes to actually fighting your son or your, your child, like they're a random nigga on the street, like I, that's not something that we should be doing, period. Point blank, period. Like it just like what message does that send to your child? Right. What message does that send to them regarding how you feel about them? One, two, what message does that send to them about problem solving? Right. Because, you know, there were again, there were red flags leading up to that, that they could have intervened in, um, which leads to my next point. Right. So like when we see when I saw King like starting to kind of like um, escalate at that point, like, you know, I think in situations like that, we're not excusing King for his behaviors because he was wrong, uh, especially for, you know, engaging in that. But as parents, like parents, we got to recognize when we're, we're the parents, right? So like, if you see that that, that um, conversation is going in that direction, again, you're a parent, like you don't have to argue with the child. You don't have to argue with like, you know, I understand like we want to like, you know, people want to prove themselves and like, you don't disrespect me or whatever, but there's a time and place for that. Y'all could have had that conversation later at home. Cause just like y'all said, King was embarrassing the family. Like, it, you know, it, he wasn't, you don't argue with yourself. Right. It takes two people to argue. So if he's embarrassing the family, then like embarrassment on both ends. Right. Um, so just my thoughts. In addition to that, I think the deeper issue, because we see and not everything is meant for social media, period. One thing about this generation, though, and I don't want to sound like the like auntie or whatever. People y'all post everything like y'all will record and post everything. And that's just not something that I can get with um, like a family argument, family altercations or whatever. Like that's something that. Again, we didn't need to see that. Take us out the group chat, beloved. Like we we just don't need to be that much exposed to the King family. Y'all are interesting, but I just don't want to be that involved in your uh in your in your business. Um, but here's the deeper issue, right? Because this isn't something that we see just with King. This is something that we see oftentimes amongst our people. And y'all can let me know your thoughts as I kind of explain my hypothesis. So in our community, we have this very unhealthy relationship with struggle. Yes, I said it. In our community, we have we have a very unhealthy relationship with struggle. And that means that when people come at you for not like struggling enough, and we saw it with King, like when they were saying like, oh, you ain't have a roach in your ear or like you had a silver spoon in your mouth. They're not just saying like he grew up privileged, but to King, like he's hearing like, OK, you're coming from my identity as a black person. Right. This is again, like we tend to equate blackness with struggle, which is extremely unhealthy. And I think in order for, and like I said, y'all, King ain't the only one who do this, right? King is not the only one who does this. We, somebody said we struggle and glorify a uh, hood mentality. So when we think about this, and I think um, Koi LeRae, I think that's a girl name. I can never say her name correctly. She was re like, her dad recently called her out. I don't know if it's true or untrue regarding like how she grew up or childhood or upbringing or whatever. But he was basically saying, you're trying to glorify a lifestyle that you didn't have to grow up in. And again, like when, especially like in our community, we have this infatuation with struggle. That means like the harder I struggle, the blacker I am. The harder people see me struggle, the harder my life is, the, the you know, the, the more respect that I get. And I really think that there comes a day where we have to redefine uh, how we see struggle and blackness. Like we, we really need to decouple these two different concepts because they're, they're not equivalent. Because you struggle more doesn't make an individual more black because you had a, a lifestyle where you didn't have to struggle. It doesn't make you any less black. Right. Being black is not a monolith. 
people experience people have different experiences growing up people have different uh they they grew up differently they were reared differently they had different parenting styles I even was reminded when I kind of was um, talking through this with my sister, I was even reminded that, you know, that was something that we experienced growing up, feeling as though like there's it's, it's problematic when you don't have a particular struggle as a black person growing up. Right. Uh, because, you know, we'll probably talk about this on double dose. But when dad took us to school and my dad had to take us to school, we didn't like my sister. I was cool, but my sister did not like when my dad drove us to school because she didn't want people seeing our car. She didn't want people to see the Benzes, plural. Like she didn't want to see that because then people will start talking and trying to figure things out. Like it because like there again, there's a level of shame that we associate with like success and um, like financial stability in the black community. And we associate again that struggle with being more. That means you're strong. That means you went through something. You overcame something. You're you know, you're, you're that strong black person because you went through because you struggled. When that's not the case. And so as a as a people, I challenge us today to do the work when it comes to, again, decoupling this uh, this concept of struggle equals blackness. Struggle equals, you know, I, I earned my keep here. Right. I, I belong here because I struggled to get here. That's not the case when it comes to individuals, when it comes to people. Right. You're worthy for, for existing. You don't have to prove yourself. Uh, in order to exist in the world that you live in. And so, um, you know, I, I, I'm wishing the best for the King family, but that's just my hypothesis. I want to hear y'all's take. So we already been here for about 35 minutes. I thought I was going to be on here for 15 minutes, but y'all know when we start talking psychology and all that good stuff, you know, it gets good to me. So I keep talking. I'm going to cut it off right here um, because uh, it is late and I want to be able to get this audio ready for y'all tomorrow. So make sure that you guys listen to the audio every single Wednesday. Uh, you can check out this audio tomorrow morning around 6 a.m. Uh, don't forget next week, December the 6th, we will be having Amarion. He will be talking about the art of choosing joy and how to choose joy in every situation and making that decision. Uh, because again, it is a choice. Uh, and don't forget, y'all, you have the power to create the emotions that you want to experience. And one last thing, don't forget to join my Patreon. It's available in the show notes if you want more content like this. All right, y'all, have a great night. <laughs>